from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. in about 15 minutes from Irish Breakdown. Hour number three. Happy Tuesday, y'all. Tomorrow, Blake Rafino, Brett Ciancia. Also, Buck with us tomorrow because Buck could not join us today. He had meetings. He'll be with us on Wednesday. Looking forward to tomorrow. Looking forward to all the baseball later today as well. But Brian Driscoll in about 15 minutes. Hoptown boy, that would be Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Hoptown boy, hey, Bill, heading to Knoxville for work. I think the Vols play Arkansas. Cosby Cattleman, if you have an extra ticket, I'm available if you want to alternate between Dickel and Makers. Yeah, he's a he's a Dickel number 12 guy, the Cosby Cattleman. And now Hoptown Boy was at Commitments, and he got into the Eagle Rare. He got eh, no, he was responsible. He didn't do it, do anything crazy, but he he took a little sip of the Eagle Rare, which Tom from Myrtle Beach among the bottles that he provided, that was one of them. Tom had some Eagle Rare, some Buffalo Trace. What else did he provide? Some. Was it Knob Creek? There were two others in there. Uh, Jefferson's Ocean was one of them. Yes. I believe it was the rye. But it was good. Yeah, Tom Tom came prepared. Tom brought the uh, goodies into a commitment. By the way, I've got the Joe from Erie, PA. Tom's a big Buckeye fan. Joe was a big Michigan fan. The bottles or the containers, however you want to describe it, the jars, I should say, of moonshine <laughs> are in Music City Todd's office as we as we sit here and speak. That's right. <laughs> uh, I don't know how they got there three months later, but they got there. And uh, I guess when we arrive at the Omni, Next Friday, not this Friday, next Friday, those jars will be there waiting on us. What do I, do? I guess I need to take a backpack. <laughs> yeah, I'm bringing, I'm bringing some moonshine back here. Hurricane Mario, 
Bill, I'm going to be at the Miami and Florida series in Gainesville this weekend. Go Canes. Top 25 matchup. That'll be a fun one. I will have that one on the uh, TV. Hurricane Mario is going to be down there. Weather, I'm sure, is going to be fantastic where he will be. I am looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Lots of good baseball to kick around and to consider. And we really don't know. I mean, is anybody now? Now, the Vandy boys have played a tough schedule so far. But until we get to matching up in league play and everything else, it's difficult to say how we're going to separate everybody out, right? I don't know if we have a feel for things overall. And I don't know if at the moment we have a clear top team. LSU is considered the best team, the best roster right now. We do know that. That's what most everybody seems to think. And you know what? Might very well be the case. But until we get into league play and everybody starts playing head-to-head in league play, then you start getting a feel for how we're going to rank everybody. But then you could say, well, Bill, yeah, but after that, Ole Miss didn't do very much. Ole Miss was arguably the last team to get in the entire NCAA baseball tournament and won the thing pretty handily. Now, again, in a 12-team playoff, let me, let me just give you a bit of advice. In a football playoff, that could never happen. Now, the media wants you to think that this is just like basketball or baseball where crazy things can happen. St. Peter's could beat Kentucky. Ole Miss, the last team to get in, wins the whole thing. That is not going to happen in an expanded playoff in football, okay? Football ain't wired like that, not college football. So when the media tries to sell you that, it's good we're going to 12 because just like March Madness, God knows what could happen. That's not very likely. St. Peter's is not beating Alabama or Georgia in a football tournament. I know St. Peter's would be there anyways. I understand. But that's not happening, okay? The 12th seed is not winning the national championship. Unless it's Alabama. (laughs) Then it could happen. But I'm talking about a relatively not known program or a program that's not known as a national power gets in as a 12 seed. Is it going to run the table? That ain't happening, y'all. Don't let the media try and sell that to you. Cosby Cattleman, welcome in. Fire up that rec tech and crank up that jukebox because here come the pigs to Knoxville. Hottown boy says he needs a ticket. Did you hear that? <laughs> Bill, I'm too old for these 9 o'clock Eastern tips. I already gave my tickets away to an old drinking buddy of mine. didn't even sell them. I- I'm not sure what, what the crowd's going to be. Late night tip, that's hard on people, Bill. 9 o'clock Eastern, getting home about midnight, fighting the traffic. Hey, Bill, first off, got some uh, content for you here as usual. Um, got want to go Oak Panel study with you today. But um, yeah. speaking of Arkansas, is Sam Pittman the most overrated coach in the SEC? Well, in 21 he wasn't, but this year it fell to pieces on him a little bit. Oh, yeah. 
Every talking head. Ah, oh, home run hire, cultural fit, big pig. He's what he got last year. Six and six. Quarterback couldn't stay healthy. Defense wasn't what they thought it would be. Uh, receiving <laughs> core was down. It was it was rough. Yeah. Hey, Bill, we're trying to read the tea leaves. Looking forward to the SEC tournament next week. We'll go Oak Panel study with you. And I got a, a helpful tip or two for Adam on where to put the WNSR van. What now? Where do you want it? What? Uh, I'm going to help out Adam on where to put oh, the WNSR okay. van so y'all can yeah. get some good t- free TV advertising. Yes, sir. But, uh, but, but, Bill, before I do Oak Panel study, I'm afraid Tennessee's going to play on Thursday night. Uh, Missouri's got a cakewalk left. I don't see Tennessee doing much better than one and one. That puts them playing on Thursday night. Or Thursday afternoon, there? I guess. You coming? Uh, Bill, the SEC tournament doesn't mean that, you know, it's forgotten about the minute it's over. If you're RSR, Bill, uh, the Triple J's kind of been tanking it. Phillips has been tanking it. Do you really torture your team in the SEC tournament if you got to play on Thursday, or do you just kind of throw it out there like Calipari usually does and wait on the real tournament? Depends on what your needs are. Yeah, I mean, when you're playing on Thursday, all you're probably going to do is roach your team. Yeah, I mean, good point. Yeah, good point. I mean, Missouri's got nothing left, and they got the tiebreaker. Right. Now, Bill, let's get on to where we need to put the WNSR van for some free TV advertising. Now, we they, they totally wall off Lower Broad, and, of course, 2nd Avenue, after that clown blew it up on Christmas two years back. Is 2nd Avenue even open anymore? <laughs> it is, yes. <laughs> okay, so you probably can't put a van or a camper on 2nd Avenue anymore. Can't put it on Lower Broad. Can you put the NSR vein in front of, say, the Ryman? That'd be a good spot, wouldn't it? Yeah, no problem. We'll put it right there. Well, I was thinking that might be hard to get because that's prime real estate, Bill. They're always showing the Ryman on TV, and they usually show the Loveless Cafe. That'd be a good easy one, you know, just go out west and just throw the van out there under the Loveless sign. Yeah. A little marketing 101 there. But you know where I think I might go, Bill? Where? The Bluebird Cafe right there in Green Hills because you know they're going to show the Bluebird. True. I mean, true. I mean, Adam's not the brightest bulb in the chandelier. We all know that. But, I mean, I took marketing 101. I think that's some pretty good free advertising, don't you? And if, if all that doesn't work, just put it out in front of Printer's Alley in case somebody gets one of those $20 women late at night. <laughs> Throw an air mattress in the back. <laughs> that would work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hang out there, Bill. I'm afraid the, the Real Housewives of Corbin are coming on Friday and RSR is coming on Thursday. Long night on Rocky Top. You watching? Yes, I'll be watching. Hang in there, Bill. Didn't even mention Tony Voles there. Didn't mention Maui Ohuna. None of it. What's up with all that? Jeff, too. Speaking of midweek baseball, when I lived in Jackson, Mississippi for 20 years, especially from 03 to 10, Ole Miss, State, Southern Miss would have big weekend games there versus SEC or non-conference opponents. The stadium was on my way home from work. Nice midweek entertainment. That would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been cool. Pac-12, Dave. Bill, I never even got a sip of the good whiskey when I was at Commitments. Lesson learned. I was attempting to pace myself. We had it. Tom and Myrtle Beach supplied the goodies, man. Yeah, and the, the the Buffalo Trace was a big bottle, too. Wasn't the 750. It was a big bottle. My my second oldest uh, 
who is 24, had not had Buffalo Trace before, and to say that he thought it was good would be an understatement. Yeah, he, he – <laughs> I don't know if he's gotten any on his own since then or not because he doesn't live here. He's got his own apartment downtown, but he liked – he, he dug him some Buffalo Trace. There was a big bottle of Jack left over too. I don't know. Did Alan bring – I don't remember who brought that, but but anyways. All good, man. Your commitment's uh, such a freaking blast. Brian Driscoll in a moment. If you have a question for him, Notre Dame question, conference affiliation question, what have you. If you have any of the above, he's coming up here in just a moment as we take the break. From Irish Breakdown, very informative. Pure football dude. I mean, pure when it comes to football. New staff members will get into that plenty of time. Griff was with us earlier. If you miss Griff, he's traveling, so he had to come on with us earlier. Tomorrow, Buck will check in because he couldn't go today at meetings. Also, Blake Rapino Brezianzi on Wednesday. Brian Driscoll when we come back. Omni Nashville Hotel. Equipment Company would like to recognize and salute our veterans and local men and women in uniform. Let's remember them with our thoughts, prayers, and especially letters and packages from home. Our support will keep America strong. A strong, safe community starts with the concerns and involvement of its people. This important message was brought to you by Woods Equipment Company, located at 600 Davidson Street in Nashville. Give Woods Equipment Company a call at 615-256-5639. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. Pet Paradise is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women of our U.S. military. Their tireless efforts should never go unnoticed. This salute is brought to you by veteran-owned and operated Pet Paradise. Tullahoma's finest for full-service boarding and grooming for 22 years. Located at 201 Sanderson Street in Tullahoma, Pet Paradise is a name you can count on. Give them a call today at 931-454-0999. Pet Paradise, where Gail and the crew are proudly saluting our troops, veterans, and first responders. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. And they're designed by real language teachers, so you learn how to have real-world conversations, things you'll actually use. 
It's incredible. After using Babbel, I'm ready to start having real conversations in French. There's all kinds of ways to learn. Use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Evidemment. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. You know, it's never too late to start feeling some March Madness. Be sure not to miss out on all the action. The High Valley Conference Basketball Championship presented by United Fidelity Bank as they return to Ford Center in downtown Evansville from March 1st through the 4th as the first week of entries into the NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets and single game tickets are on sale through each OVC school ticket office, Ticketmaster.com, and the Ford Center box office. Visit OVC Sports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person. to know anything about college football consult with the encyclopedia bill tanica every morning brian driscoll with us irish breakdown brian good morning to you sir how you doing i'm doing great bill thanks for having me on i want you to take these three names and give me a grade I want you to take Jared Parker, new offensive coordinator, Gino Guidulli, quarterback coach, and Joe Rudolph, old line coach. Give me a grading higher on those three. I go B. You know, I, I think that, that Gino has, has a very good reputation as a quarterback's coach, did a great job at Desmond Ritter. Uh, Joe Rudolph is a, is a solid offensive line coach, has done some good things at Wisconsin. I'm curious to see how he does as just a line coach and not also as the offensive coordinator, which, you know, something I, I feel kind of maybe hindered some of the production and, and effectiveness that he had at Wisconsin with his offensive lines. You know, and Jared Parker's a wild card, right? That's the unknown because we, we have never seen him in this role. But I, he did a phenomenal job last year with the tight ends. He's a strong recruiter and he's a smart guy. Now, does that mean he'll be a good offense coordinator? I have no idea. But I'll give it a B because I, I think it's a quality group. It's not an elite group. It wasn't necessarily like this great needle-moving group so far, at least on paper. But it was a solid group. Was the Matt Luke flirtation simply a situation where he didn't want to uproot his family from Athens? That's a yeah, that's exactly what it was. Look, he came up. He brought his whole family with him. There was a lot of interest. Coach Luke really enjoyed his visit. Uh, you know, from from talking to different sources, really impressed with Coach Freeman and the vision he has and and the staff. But it was it was about talking to his family. You know, he's got two young boys. I think they're about twelve and fifteen, somewhere around there. You know, they play baseball, and and that's a hard move to make. Look, I I had to move from Ohio to Virginia at fifteen. That's not an easy thing to do. You know, to just uproot your family like that and at the end of the day, that, that he decided to, to keep doing what he did when he left Georgia, which is, I'm doing this for my family. And i got to be honest, I was disappointed he didn't take the job, but I had a great deal of respect for that kind of decision. That's not an easy thing to do for someone who clearly still loves football and wants to coach again. Marcus Freeman at his press conference a week or two ago, whenever that was, at the podium, and obviously Marcus is very polished, said – 
folks, there was no problem with the buyout or the money or the support from Jack Swarbrick. Of course, Swarbrick, a guy that I've liked, sent out a pretty arrogant email that we all saw a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. too, denying this as well, even though not being real specific. My theory is it was a problem. They're just on the same page as far as the message. Am I misguided here? Not at all. That was an employee being sent out to defend his boss yeah. because his boss didn't have the guts to get out there and defend himself. That's basically what, to me, what it came down to. And that, it's as simple as that. I agree. But I tell you, I mean, they, they, they had the messaging down, didn't they, man? <laughs> well, it took him a week to get there. I mean, you know, he had a week to, to figure it out. So, yeah, he should have had it down pretty well. And it was a whole lot better messaging on Monday than it was in that email on Friday. That's for darn sure. Oh, obviously, he didn't have a staffer read, proofread that. No. Or, or if he did, Brian, the staffer was too scared to critique it. 100%. One of two things. I mean, it was just a condescending, um, arrogant, <laughs> who are you to challenge me? Do you know who I am? I'm, right. ja- I'm Savvy Jack. And then the audacity at the end to ask for money uh, is what sent a lot of people that uh, are subscribers and followers of Irish Breakdown kind of over the edge in the, with that email. All right. The question that comes up for the last 200 years, and that is future affiliation for Notre Dame. And obviously their relationship is NBC. NBC also has a new relationship with the Big Ten. The thinking, though, Brian, is that the relationship with the Big Ten actually helps Notre Dame, meaning the NBC relationship doesn't hurt them. Is that fair? Well, I think that's the argument they make, and, and, and if, if what Notre Dame says is accurate, I do think it helps, and basically it is that this means NBC is up in their college football game because, I'll be honest, I can't stand the NBC product when it comes to what they do for Notre Dame. It's, it's you know, they're always giving Notre Dame, like, these these uh, JV color guys or, or, or play-by-play guys that are basically just, hey, let's put Drew Brees down there and let him, you know, basically playing in minor league baseball and get him ready for the major leagues, which is going to be bringing him up to the NFL game. And it's just they'll experiment with camera angles that they want to use for the NFL. They'll experiment with on Notre Dame games. It's just, it's a product that they just never seem to take seriously. And the hope now is, is now that you're investing a lot more money in it, that you're going to start taking more, taking it more seriously. You're going to see, you know, if, if uh, Notre Dame, Michigan and Ohio State's on at noon, they're going to see a bunch of advertisements for the Notre Dame game that comes on at, you know, 3.30. Actually, that won't be the case for Michigan-Ohio State because that will always be the weekend at Notre Dame to California. But you get the point, right, is you're going to see a lot more exposure for Notre Dame football uh, now that you're going to be advertising for the Notre Dame upcoming Notre Dame game during a Big Ten game and things along those lines. So, in theory, I think it, it helps a lot. And, and if if NBC is going to do what they say they're going to do, which is start taking college football a lot more seriously. Tom in Myrtle Beach has a theory that, and he's a, he's a big Buckeye fan, and his wife's a Tennessee fan, so he's kind of he's split there. But he's he's a Buckeye fan first and foremost. His theory is that Notre Dame, because Southern Cal, longtime rival, is joining the Big Ten. And 
you know, eventually maybe they had Oregon or Washington. But for the sake of this argument, it doesn't really matter. Notre Dame could lose Southern Cal as a permanent rival and get squeezed because of this. Is that a problem or a worry? You know, every time there's some sort of expansion, non-Notre Dame fans have this thing about how they're going to get squeezed, right? Right. It, it's always the thing. And, and Notre Dame would give up USC as a rival before they would feel the need to join a conference. And they just would. And there'd be plenty of people – waiting to play them i mean it's like when during the covid year we, you kept hearing say like "Ooh, the you know, people this is going to hurt really hurt notre dame and notre dame's going to be screwed and they should really hold the screws to notre dame and the acc was like please come join us we'll do whatever you want us to do to have you be with us for a year and if you look at, at it that was the best you know tv revenue year that the acc ever had why because notre dame and you know people can say they're not relevant they're not this they're not that but the money talks right and Notre Dame does not feel the pressure to join a conference. USC joining the Big Ten, and, not, and if they decide not to play Notre Dame, that's their decision. I think Notre Dame would just find somebody else to play. I, they're, they're, they're just not going to get squeezed to join a conference unless, for some reason, not being in a conference eliminates their ability to play for a championship. That's the only thing, in my view, that could force Notre Dame to conference. Or if the TV deal money is so incredibly – different and 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 the gap is just so incredibly big that they have no choice but to join a conference in that regard and that's just never been the case and i don't see that being the case after notre dame because they're, they're not just going to get a new TV, tv deal coming up here soon bill but they're about to get a new apparel deal so notre dame in about a two-year stretch i think 23 is when they get the the apparel deal 24 will be when they get the tv start a new tv deal they're about to get a huge infusion of cash into the program, and Notre Dame's not exactly hurting for money. They, they don't spend it, but they're not hurting for, for money, that's for sure. Brian Driscoll with us, Irish Breakdown. It does seem like, back to Swarbrick, that, and obviously he's talking to the NBC suits, he feels like their next contract is going to be much more lucrative than in its current state. Oh, certainly. I mean, and the the thing that people have to understand is Notre Dame has they, there's a price tag that they put on being independent. Meaning, there's there's value that they get out of it that they that most people don't consider or calculate when they just look at raw dollars and cents. You know, and Notre Dame looks at donations and 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 different things like that, and and the money they're able to raise because of the fact that they travel all over the country to play. That, that most people don't calculate when they look at just, okay, they made this much off the gate, they made this, this much off concessions with parking, they made this much on TV, this much off, you know, whatever the case may be. Notre Dame calculates things a little bit differently. And so if you just look at, well, this is how much they made off TV and compare that to what the Big Ten is making, you're going to think, wow, that's a huge, huge difference. But Notre Dame has a different formula that they look at with that, which includes – you know, the fact that they're able to play all over the country and be in front of their donors and be in front of their boosters. And those people put a, a lot of value on them being independent. And then that results in Notre Dame being able to, to say, hey, we need to raise $400 million for this Crossroads project. Done. All raised. We need to, we need to raise $100 million to build this new indoor football facility. Done. Money's been raised. And they're not spending a dime on this stuff because it's all being raised. And those things – uh, you know, where another school may say, hey, we, we're building a new indoor facility and we're using the money we've got from our deal and from this and from that. 
Notre Dame goes out and raises it, and those are things that have to factor in uh, to, to the, the financial calculation that for Notre Dame that I don't think a lot of people uh, put enough emphasis on. Bunch of questions on Twitter. Here's one. Justin Scott, are they still in good shape for the defensive lineman out of Chicago? Yeah, I mean, it's Notre Dame. Georgia's in there. Ohio State's in there. Michigan's in there. We're going to find out a lot about Justin Scott once the visit's open here once the dead period's over. But, yeah, they're still they're still right there with those teams. Your best case scenario this spring with the quarterbacks, what do you anticipate happening? Well, I don't know what I anticipate is, is the same as best case. I think best case scenario is Sam Hartman makes a really smooth, easy transition, and Notre Dame's able to convince Tyler Buckner to stay. And I think that's a very important thing because I think Sam Hartman gives them a chance to have a really elite offense in 2023. You want to have Tyler Buckner there to learn, to groom under Sam Hartman, and he'll still have two years of eligibility left after that. And I think if Tyler can get some things figured out and get some things corrected mechanically and from a decision-making standpoint, I still believe he has a chance to be a really special player. We saw glimpses of that in the bowl game. So if they come out of the spring with Sam Hartman being that guy that we think he could be and Tyler Buckner realizing that his future still is at Notre Dame, I think the future of the quarterback position at Notre Dame looks really, really good, especially when you look at Kenny Minchie coming in and then C.J. Carr. Notre Dame's quarterback room from him, a huge question mark coming into 2022 to now I think has a chance to be one of the better in the country now moving forward. I go back and forth with Buckner. He's got to know, though, Brian, and, again, I'm not 20, 21 years old, so at that age it's different. We all know. But he's got to know it's likely he's not starting for now. Oh, sure. I mean, he's not naive, and and, and he was told the same thing that, that Drew Pine was told. You know, is, is we're going to go look out and get a quarterback. They've told him, yeah, you're going to get a chance to compete. And, and look, let's be honest. If Tyler Buckner goes out there and just dominates the spring and just outplays Sam Hartman every day, they're going to play Tyler Buckner. I just don't see that happening, right? And he, he knows that. And I think he's going to go out there and battle and and hopefully decide that he's going to stick stick it, uh, see it through. Because I, I do believe that a year to let his body heal, to get stronger, to develop him, himself mechanically and still then have two years as a starter, I, I think he could do some really special things. I just don't know if he's going to have the patience to do that. because, And not so much because of him, Bill. It's just knowing how young people are in today's game, especially with the transfer portal being the way it is, where he could just go somewhere and start right now. You know, I, I, it's, it's hard to convince kids to stay. I just hope that he does because I think if he, can, if he can take advantage of learning behind Sam Hartman and, and take aspects of Sam's game that are missing from Tyler's, and then still maintain that playmaking ability, I do think he's got a chance to be a special quarterback someday. He just he just lost so much development because of the injury as a sophomore that he cost this whole year, that he misses his senior year because of COVID. You know, he's doing the dual threat thing as a freshman, that he misses all of this year. He's just missed so much development time. I think it'd be really good for him to just take a year to say, hey, no pressure on you right now. Let's just work on your game and get you ready. I don't know if he'll see it that way, but if he does – I think it could be great for him. Brian, less than a minute question. When the portal opens back up for 15 days in May, will Notre Dame be looking? Yeah, I think they're still going to look for an upgraded guard. Uh, there's a guard from Maryland visiting campus, uh, I think, today or tomorrow. Uh, so they're going to look there. They're always still looking for an upgrade on the defensive line. 
I think are the two positions right now that you're going to look Notre Dame to be active in the portal. And if there's a stud somewhere else, they'll look at it. But I think they're they're pretty solid at those other positions. Defensive line is a place there's still a need. And if they can get an upgraded guard, I think they'd keep their eyes open for that as well. Billy Shrout, though, was considered, I wouldn't say likely, but a possible starter. They like him a lot, though, right? Oh, yeah, they love Billy Shrout. They need two guard, there's two guard openings, though, this year. So both guard spots are gone. Josh Lug and Jared Patterson are gone. Yeah. I think Billy Shrout is, is the leader in the clubhouse at one of those. I think they're still a little young uh, in some of those other guys. So I think that's the reason. It, it, it's not a guarantee. It's like if we can upgrade, we'll be open to upgrading at that position. Brian Driscoll, Irish Breakdown. Brian, appreciate the wisdom, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, Bill. There he is. There you have it. Now, he was very blunt and frank right there about Jack Swarbrick, the messaging about the cheapness involving Andy Ludwig's buyout, how they were on the same page, but he doesn't believe it. I don't believe it either. But they stayed on message, didn't they? (laughs) I mean... If you're a Notre Dame fan, it might irritate you. If you're not a Notre Dame fan, you probably find it funny. But give them a little credit for staying on message, man. Even though it's not believable. All right, we'll get the break. Good stuff with Brian there. Omni Nashville Hotel. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Calton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanOfRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. 
When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. Golfers, tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the hottest new arrivals from Callaway. Featuring the Paradigm Woods and Irons. The Paradigm Woods are engineered with forged carbon to have unparalleled distance and forgiveness. The Irons feature a high-strength forged face for increased launch, speed, and spin. A new paradigm in performance. Swing into Edwin Watts Golf Shops and get custom fit today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, unmatched expertise, unmatched service. It's a Bill King show. Of course, you know what kicks in right after recruiting, and it accelerates, and that's knucklehead season. So God knows what happens, who it happens to, when it happens, but if you're a fan of whatever school, it's coming your way. Knucklehead season always sprouts up. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. We have more Jeffs than you do. It's the Bill King Show. is not what Notre Dame expects, then they could be forced to do something differently. My example was if their matchups are less marketable, this could happen, but not likely. Well, yeah, I I mean, in this environment, I like to be not as demonstrative as maybe we have been in the past because it's a wild wilderness that we're watching here, right? I don't see anything happening, though. Not not now. And, uh, again, critique Jack Swarbrick because he deserves to be critiqued with that arrogant email, but also realize this is a guy very much in charge and in command, and he knows what the NBC suits are thinking. And if he thought they were going to be left naked, metaphor there, I think you'd see some movement. I don't think he's worried about that. At least, now again, maybe he's got the poker face thing going again. <laughs> that could be possible. That could be possible. The uh, offensive lineman he's talking about is Mason Lunsford from Maryland. LSU offered him. 
And Arkansas also offered him. Says Houston, among others. So we'll see what happens there. He was a former high school teammate of Cam Hart, cornerback at Notre Dame. And uh, we'll see what happens there. That's that's the player, though. He's listed at 6'7", 305 pounds. Good size. That's about the size of Josh Lug, who was the starting right guard for Notre Dame this last year. Tomorrow on the show, let me go ahead and plug. By the way, one of my monitors is on the SEC network, and it's a replay of the – Kentucky-Auburn basketball game on Saturday. Kentucky won that game by like 30. Playing a little bit better right now under Coach Cal than they had been earlier. And, of course, last year ended with a very sour note when they lost to St. Peter's in the NCAA tournament. But, yes, tomorrow Blake Rafino with us and also Brett Ciancia. Charles Arbuckle checks in also on Wednesday because Buck cannot be with us today. Looking very much forward to that. Good folks, all in all, looking at the marketplace. And, yes, on Thursday we will be taping Kevin Hagan. Kevin's got a lot to talk about, and he absolutely wants to get into the Brandon Miller thing, a very polarizing, controversial topic, Brandon Miller. Everybody's got an opinion on that one. Everybody has a critique on that one, for sure. And it's pretty much the battle lines in that particular debate. That critique is if you're for Alabama or if you're anti-Alabama. It's pretty much drawn along those lines right now about him. It's it's interesting. And uh, dude, no, dude's a hell of a player, <laughs> just to, <laughs> to say the least. I think it came down, didn't it come down to them in Kentucky? His dad played football at Alabama, and I don't remember him, but his dad was a scholarship football player. I think signed under Curry, right? If I'm not mistaken. Somebody correct me on that. And uh, this kid, I believe, has always been an Alabama fan, even though Kentucky – you don't think in Kentucky could use that kid? 6'8", all the things he can do. I mean, that he can shoot from the perimeter. He's long. He can get to the rim. He can score when you're running. He can score in a half-court game. Um, he's a top five bare minimum pick. And the NBA draft, which is this summer, he's he's he can do anything. And he's from right here. He's from the Antioch area. Played at Cane Ridge High School, which is a relatively new school. Cane Ridge is Patton. Is it about ten years old or less? Right? It's not that old. And Cane Ridge hadn't been around that long, but Antioch High School over there has been around forever. But but Cane Ridge, relatively new. Got to get a break here on this Tuesday edition. Good stuff. Good good wisdom there with Brian Driscoll, Gator Dave earlier, and then Griff 
had to go early because Griff is traveling to Indianapolis for the combine. And uh, he's going to be there reporting on all the Georgia kids because Georgia always has dudes. Doesn't matter what day, what time it is, Georgia always has dudes. And they'll have more dudes coming up in this draft. I did not get to really check on the Dylan Rayola topic. Quarterback, top-ranked player. Visited Nebraska. That's where his dad went. Offensive line. Superstar there. Offensive line star in the NFL, too. Dominic Rayola. All right, we'll take a break. Omni Nashville Hotel. Start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 855-51-BIBLE. That's 855-51-BIBLE. 855-51-BIBLE. Jacob the Electrician is on the air saluting the brave men and women of our U.S. military. Their tireless efforts shall never go unnoticed. This proud salute is brought to you by Jacob the Electrician, providing quality service and pride. Give Jacob the Electrician a call today at 615-582-3452. That's 615-582-3542. Jacob the Electrician, on the air saluting our troops and veterans. They're professionals who care. 
With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Your content is that Amy went to Mike and said, is this guy okay with you? And, and he gave it the stamp. I sure hope that she went to Vrabel and got his input about Carthon. Oh, I'm sure uh, she yeah. did. But I mean, yeah. you know, you're saying if he said, no, nah, I don't like this guy, keep looking. Yep. She would have kept looking. I, no doubt in my mind, Patton. Totally agree. <laughs> yeah. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Get closer to Bill King, Happy Tuesday, y'all. We've got a segment here. And looking forward to all the baseball coming up today. Absolutely love it. Time in Myrtle Beach. You know what's funny, Bill? I really don't have anything against Notre Dame. I'm just building up to the 923 South Bend show down. That's when the Buckeyes go. Trying to get my buddy Irish Bill fired up as well. I know. I mean, you're bringing up good points. Uh, the what ifs are legit what ifs. Probably not trending against Notre Dame right now, but those are legit points that I think are worth mentioning. Maui Ohuna, first round projected shortstop, makes his debut for Tony Balls today. All the haters can line up. Has a glove from H-E double toothpicks on shortstop. And hit close to 400 at Kansas. Now, he may be a little rusty. At-bats, game at-bats are, are vital, and he didn't have any yet. Not not at Tennessee. So that might be a little, little slower to come about, which is not unusual, but I am – Looking forward to it. They play Georgia. No, they play Charleston. I was about to say Georgia Southern. They play Charleston Southern today at about 4.30 Eastern time. LSU and Texas later on. Allen in Tampa. Hey, Bill, the bus has a catalytic converter. <laughs> He's talking about his big Madden cruiser. 
Allen in Tampa has a legit Allen Cruiser that's every bit as fancy as the famed Madden Cruiser. It's got a kitchen. It has a bedroom. I think it's got a bar in there. It's got TVs. It's got luggage room. It's got anything and everything you could possibly want on his Allen Cruiser. And he uses it to go to Tallahassee to buy $130 chicken nuggets. He uses it on jobs where he's going to be there a while. He'll set up there and stay in the cruiser. And it cost about $10 trillion to fill up with gas. In today's environment, Allen don't care. Does it really matter? I, I, I've, what's the most I've probably spent? I've spent probably $100 on gas before. But if you're Allen, that's like, that's a bargain. <laughs> 100 bucks all day, every day. Anyways, yeah, it's it's I, now I've only seen all the pictures of it, but it is gorgeous. They travel on my my biggest drawback would be I don't know, and I've driven a lot of things, right? I've driven dump trucks, I've driven Big equipment. I've done a lot, but I don't know. A big boss like that going down the interstate, I think, would be a little intimidating. I don't know if I'd be comfortable. Alan Alan doesn't blink an eye at it, but I I don't know. Particularly on some kind of travel situation, I'd be a little little skittish. I don't know if I'd be that. I'd probably be the guy not wanting to drive. Not because I'm lazy, but because it's just, I mean, it's just that big wide body going down the road. Allen says it costs about 560 bucks to fill it up. So, like I said, 100 bucks all day, every day. <laughs> and he'll be going back to Tallahassee this year. The first year in, it seems like a really long time. They just won a natty in 13. But a really long time since Florida State legitimately was a league contender. I don't mean just a bunch of Pollyanna people sitting around dreaming. I mean legitimately a league threat. And you can say that about them coming up this year. They they look like they are a real threat to unseat Clemson. That game is at Clemson this year. It's at Howard's Rock. It's in their Death Valley. Clemson beat them last year. Close game, but Clemson beat them last year. That one's going to be interesting. That is one of the uh, their listing games of the year, which we always hyperventilate over this stuff, right? That's one of them. Wouldn't put it at the top, but that's one of them. That is at least the ACC, before we play a game, you could probably list that as the ACC's game of the year and not me hyperventilating, not creating the hyperbole. You could do that. You could absolutely do that. Tomorrow, it's going to be fun. We have Blake Rafino. We have Brett Ciancia. We have Charles Arbuckle. I am very excited about that. And the baseball today later. Market is 
an interesting place right now. Dow is down, S&P down, NASDAQ up. It's been kind of a downer environment here most of February. Got me a little NVIDIA. I'm playing the chips today. Got me a little NVDA, in case you're wondering. Lashbach. I'm Faith Abubank. The Supreme Court preparing to hear arguments on President Biden's student loan forgiveness program. Several Republican-led states have sued, saying the plan amounts to presidential overreach.